Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Orshi Herbine. She is a partner at Brand3, a branding company that uses a holistic approach to growing your business. With a strong focus on entrepreneurs, Orshi created a three-part framework that takes companies from noise to clarity. The framework she uses integrates marketing strategy, branding methods, and a strong focus on customer experience. Using this holistic approach, her clients have seen an increase in sales of over 60% in just two years. Today, or she shares her framework and other actionable tips to help you increase your business revenue. So, you know, we were talking about in the pre-call how this is going to be two marketing nerds, just totally nerding out on, on everything marketing. So I am really excited about this today. Orshi, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So I would like to understand a little bit about your background. So, you know, as a, as a partner and creative director at brand three, you were right in the thick of things, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, running a marketing agency and helping companies become more profitable. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you became so amazing. (laughs) So my background is in graphic design. I got to graphic design by becoming a creative and artistic little girl who always wanted to draw pictures and just explore anything creative. But I did not want to get stuck with a career that would be too boring for me. And also, I did not want to go into fine art and just do fine art because I understood that I'm not a Picasso. I really needed to use creativity to move along. And then I discovered that graphic design. And it's it's interesting because I'm an analytical creative a little bit. So I love the problem solving aspect of graphic design that allows me to make beautiful things that actually have to function. And um, I actually am a self-proclaimed visual problem solver because I like to translate big ideas into beautiful visuals that function really well. So, you know, graphic design gives me this, this, these walls that allow me to finish a project versus fine art would be just however long I want to mess with something, right? So I certainly enjoy uh, the challenge and I, I think I thrive in the challenge of wanting to please a client, wanting to do do really well translating a strategy into something like a direct mail, you know, like just really, really specifically uh, solving a problem or fulfilling a function with design is what I absolutely love doing. And that's how branding is just perfect for me. 
You know, what's interesting, uh, you know, you, you just coined a term that I never heard before an analytical graphic designer. Right. And that's, uh, you know, that really gets to the heart of what, of the, you know, like the specialities that a lot of people, you know, tend to fall into, you know, or how they label themselves. You know, I tell people all the time, I read and write English to a very high level, right? I have a master's degree. Like I, you know, I tend to think that I'm really good at this stuff. I cannot write a blog post, right? It would take me, it would take me forever to crank out a thousand word blog post. Whereas I could just hire a writer and that's exactly what they do. And they'll be able to do it in two hours. That would take me three days to do the same thing, right? Uh, same thing with, you know, with graphic design. Canva makes me awesome. Right. You know, but it was designed to help people like me, you know, sort of become more creative and be able to do things like that. Let me ask you something. Once you realized that, you know, like this was your calling, like how were you able to bring this to the forefront and, you know, and ultimately start your own agency to manage the uh, these types of projects? How did all that come about? Well, I didn't. I uh, probably would still be freelancer or an in-house designer somewhere if it wasn't for my business partner, Matt. So when I say I'm an analytical creative, what I mean by that is I actually, by nature, I'm very much a realist, okay? And I needed a visionary like my business partner, Matt, to help me go to the next level and really help me tap into my own visionary side. So I don't know if you know Simon Sinek, but, you know, he wrote a book called uh, Infinite Games, and I absolutely love that book. And, you know, he says, in order to to go somewhere, you don't necessarily have to have your own visions, but you can kind of follow along a vision. And Matt had a vision that he couldn't make into reality, right, with this business. He couldn't grow his business because... He's, he, by nature, he flies around Jupiter constantly and just has these great ideas. He's kind of like a starry night. It lights up here and it lights up here and it lights up there. And me as an analytical creative, I am very, very in tune with his ideas and I understand them, but I connect the dots and I, I make them reality. So when Matt and I put our freelance businesses together, that's when things started really happening. And what's interesting is that I used to describe myself as Matt is this helium balloon that I'm holding, right? (laughs) But through the years of working with Matt and, and, you know, becoming more of a leader, I'm now a frequent commuter between Earth and Jupiter. So I have like this rocket ship and I can fly to Jupiter spend time with him, really brainstorm, get great ideas. And I always was good at that. Like I want to be here, but then I also don't want to waste my time and I want to make sure that things actually happen and progress. You know, what a great analogy going between Jupiter and here, Yeah. right? You know, like in my previous lives, I was a pre-sales engineer, right? And for those of you that don't know, that's basically the technical guy who translates tech to corporate. Right. So I would go with the salespeople and make all these great presentations about what our they would talk about what the product could actually do. But I was actually talking to tech on how it actually gets done. Right. And it was always a challenge to try to tone down the, you know, the tech talk like, oh, yeah, we're just going to use an XML file to translate this whole thing. You know, just stupid stuff like that. And what happened was, you know, it actually became quite enjoyable because I was able to really 
really bridge, you know, these two worlds, you know, one, you know, which was sales. Like, you know, I was never really great at sales. Like you would never catch me selling cars or even selling, you know, big ticket software, things like that. But also I'm not, I'm not a great programmer, right? I'm not a great, you know, tech guy. So I really had to find, you know, like a way to get into that kind of niche and be useful into both those worlds, which was actually quite interesting. Once I got that revelation, it was like, okay, mind blown. How do I, you know, how do I start making money at this? And that's really where things started taking off. I wanted to, to switch gears here and talk a little bit about your approach, you know, brand three's approach to, you know, marketing and how you guys help clients. So you have a framework that helps clients understand, you know, you know what it is that they do, how they put that information out there to the world and how it comes back to them, you know, with greater profits. Can you talk to me a little bit about what that framework is and how you put it to good use with your clients? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So generally we found that a lot of businesses struggle with marketing is because they skip certain steps, right? So they just go to the tactics essentially when it comes to marketing and they are not ever really thinking on how to align strategically their message with an audience needs or desires right so when we uh when we come in we usually find that they have been marketing but their marketing is very siloed they think about marketing as direct mail, SEO, social media, and sometimes, and actually it's very, very common that they have a social media person, a web guy, a graphic designer, and an SEO person, and whoever else, and an internal marketing coordinator who posts for them, and a blog writer, and nobody ever talks to each other, right? So what we uh, do at Brand3 is create a strategic approach that combines and takes into consideration brand marketing and customer experience because honestly any of those fail it's kind of like a three-legged stool then uh, you know the stool doesn't stand right so you could have the greatest message and image but use the wrong tactics for marketing and your ideal audience will never see it right or you could have a greatest message and image and, uh, you know, use the right tactics, but deliver a really crappy experience. So you experience something like this, an influx of customers, and then all of a sudden they start leaving bad reviews and you go out of business because they, you know, your reputation is bad, right? So it's very essential to look at marketing through a holistic lens and take all these things into consideration. And, you know, in terms of the strategy, a lot of times businesses would, you know, just keep branding entirely, go and start marketing. And oftentimes they use the right tactics, but what they push out there is their brand and brand is a perception, right? It's, it's me formulating thoughts and feelings about what I see and whether I need it, right? And if that, there isn't that clarity of message and image that immediately grabs an attention of an ideal prospect or you don't know who your ideal audience is, then you're not going to be able to make traction with that marketing and essentially wasting a lot of time and money uh, spending on tactics that are maybe the right tactics, but you know, what you're putting out there is unable to engage the, uh, the customer. So, you know, so I like what you're talking about with this three-legged stool, right? Where if you don't have the proper support, like something's going to fall down and someone's going to hurt themselves, right? And what happens with that is you're right. 
if you don't have the right strategy, if you haven't looked at the market deeply enough in order to understand exactly what it is that they want, you know, you could be coming in too early. You could also be coming in too late, or you could just be creating a product that nobody wants. Mm -hmm. Right. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, maybe if you could use an example from your work of how you have helped a company get from point A, where they were sort of flailing on one of these three legs, but then you were able to bring them to profitability afterwards, you know, by implementing this framework. Okay. So a perfect example of an owner of a landscaping company calling us and saying that he wanted to run a really expensive ad in a high-end magazine uh, downtown. And he wanted to run that because he uh, is after the elite customer and he is building beautiful pools. Now, the company name was Woodfield Landscaping. If you looked at their brand, they looked like a local landscaper. You didn't really perceive high-end beautiful pools. And uh, my business partner, Matt, told uh, the, this gentleman that he's not going to run his ad. He's not doing it because he's going to waste his, his money. And uh, the customer was like, what do you mean? I, you know... I build gorgeous pools. And Matt said, yes, but nobody can say that. You have to remember that the elite audience is looking for brands like BMW and Porsche and Rolls-Royce and, you know, Rolex and, you know, these luxury brands that have this high-end elite luxury perception, right? If you're going to these these companies, you know, we're talking about $120,000 backyard right? You know, it's, it's not going to resonate with the market. You essentially don't even do landscaping. You do landscaping, but you don't because what you do for these elite customers is literally an outdoor living experience, right? So Matt said to him, we're not going to run your ad, but we can rebrand you, fix this perception and align the brand strategically, and then we can run the ad. So what happened with this particular company is that they went through our branding process. We fixed the messaging. We fixed the image. We really built a brand that would engage that high-end elite customer. And then we went back to the same tactics he was using with this new image. And all of a sudden, he was getting tons of qualified leads instead of a bunch of unqualified leads. We never actually ran the magazine ad because we didn't need to. And the business ran from a two to, I believe, a, they are a $10 million company now at after four years, four years of doing the same things that they've done in the past and couldn't, couldn't grow with that same budget. You know, what's interesting is that, you know, you could, for a lot of businesses, if you just change that, this is the result that I'm going to give you to, this is the experience that, I, that you're going to project and that you're going to be able to have, that changes the game. Like that instantly 10Xs anything that you can charge because what you're doing is that you're selling this, uh, you know, this entire feeling and feelings are much harder to come by than just some kind of possession of what it is that, uh, you know, like, like how you feel like when you use this keyboard or how you feel when you use a Mac versus a PC you know, those, uh, those kinds of feelings and experiences are what makes these sales skyrocket exponentially, not just, you know, having a slick uh, commercial or having a cute girl on the cover, you know, things like that. One of the things that I found interesting in what you were saying was uh, you basically took a company that provides a relative commodity, 
right? So landscaping, like you said, there are a dime a dozen, you know, in any major city, you know, you can find lots of people that do it, but then, you know, like it, it had to be at least a little bit risky for this owner to really take you up on that offer to, you know, get away from, okay, we're not just planting trees here. We are providing an outdoor living experience. What was that conversation like to sort of drive them, you know, into the next step of the strategy and how to make that marketing actually work for them? It actually wasn't difficult. You know why? Because they were delivering exceptional outdoor living experiences. You just couldn't see it from the outside. So one of my favorite clients or not my favorite clients in general, they have an exceptional product or service but you can't tell it by looking at them. You know, another example is a, is a private school that we rebranded that just, you know, really focuses on loving, you know, the student. And, and, you know, instead of no recess, they have two recesses. They go outside, they learn outside. They are uh, really embracing play and utilizing play to learn, even at a, a higher age, like in their, in their high school year, they use classical education. And they just looked like uh, this little tiny school that nobody goes to when you looked at their website. And, and rebranding them and really, uh, you know, showcasing them the, that message to parents who would send their kids there because that's what they value was, was really, really uh, us translating what's inside, right? Their pro- the greatness of their product and services into the brand so that brand is reflecting the greatness of the product or services. So once I look at it as a prospect, I see, wow, same thing with the, the landscaping company, they were building pools. So you just can't tell that when you hear the name landscaping, you know what I mean? You're not getting high-end pools from that. You are getting lawn care or like tree trimming or whatever have you. Right. So, so, you know, we needed to, clarify their message and image so that they are a pure reflection on what was happening inside. So I didn't need to convince Peter because I saw, I saw the blurry little bad pictures that he was taking of these beautiful pools with the umbrellas like thrown on the side of the pool or whatever. But for the luxury brand, you know, we're cleaning all that up. We're opening the umbrella when we take the pictures. We might have a you know, a family cooking out in their outdoor kitchen, which is gorgeous, but you are kind of projecting the promise of this brand to prospects. And then there, there's an alignment of expectation and experience. And when that checks out, then the five-star reviews are flowing in. Yes, they said they were going to build me a luxury outdoor experience. I got that. I couldn't be any happier. Now I'm, I'm leaving them a five-star review, right? Before they would get five-star reviews, but there's, you know, I would go to this website and be entirely confused because I don't see that. It doesn't reflect to me that greatness of product or service. What a great example. Thank you so much for sharing that. What advice would you give an entrepreneur that is just starting out with trying to brand themselves, right? Or brand their business and to, you know, like figure out like, what's the difference between the result that I'm, uh, the result that I'm delivering versus the experience that I'm trying to, that I'm trying to convey or that I'm giving to other people, you know, in addition to, you know, the results and everything else that like I'm going to do in order to make your life better. 
what kind of advice would you give to someone who's just coming into this and uh, needs to understand why these steps, why these foundational steps are so important? Sure. I think I think what is most important for any business that is going to invite customers in is to I understand that you have visions and mission and goals, etc. But you have to have the ability to see yourself from someone else's perspective and ideally from your ideal customer's perspective. A good example would be, let's say that, you know, you you uh, mentioned to me engineering and XML files and et cetera, et cetera, right? Uh, let's say you're an IT consultant, right? And you help, help small business owners like me, right? If you start talking to me about your technical lingo of XML files and uh, gigabytes and terabytes, et cetera, and, you know, email speed in RAM, RAM or whatever have you, you're going to lose me very, very quickly. Even though to yourself, you sound very knowledgeable and expert-like, expert you know, to that person, they're not going to be able to understand what you're saying, right? So the, the number one thing I would recommend to anybody is to A, find out who your ideal customer is and translate your deliverables into their language. So what would, what would help me is you telling me, leave the IT to us right? <laughs> IT problems are complicated. It's not something you as a business owner should be focusing about. You know, you want to grow your business. You you're pulled in million directions. You know, let us give you your time back by not having to worry about stuff that you're not an expert in, right? That would be something like, oh yeah, that's what I need. Not gigabytes and terabytes, etc. right? So, so uh, you know, uh, putting yourself in the shoes of your audience is what I would recommend uh, before you say anything. And also, if you have the ability to do that, you will find out what they value in relation to, to what you're delivering. You will be able to speak it in a way that they understand it. You know, again, time saving, uh, I don't know, peace of mind. Things, things can be a little bit more aspirational than what they look, right? And, and, uh, and, Stop talking about yourself. 35 years in business, you know, family owned, 25 years of experience. You can say that down the road, but at the first point of engagement, all they care about is what's in it for them. And if you can answer that question with clarity, you know, that doesn't make me wonder, like, is this a tech company or is this a medical practice? I have no idea. And then you just lost me because I don't have time to figure that out. And nobody's going to give you time. You know, sometimes being a little bit more literal is very helpful, you know, using words that can allow me to put you in the right category. So if you do IT and you say IT in your name or your tagline or your headline that you're fishing me in, I can put you in the IT category and not wonder what kind of consultant you are, you know, but then, you know, what's the value point, you know, hire the IT consultant that can give you your time back. Wow. You know, what's really <laughs> the visual that came to mind and the reason why I'm chuckling at this is when I see people that put out there, we have over 250 years of combined experience and it's like, um, wait, dude, like the computers weren't even invented you know, that long ago, like, what does that even mean? 
right? And when you start putting out these nebulous terms, you know, these things that are like up in the cloud, they're foggy. Nobody really understands what it is that they do. That sort of goes along the lines of what you're saying, yeah. right? Is that you, you know, it needs to be immediately clear. I will allow you to sleep at night because your data is safe. That's it. You don't need to know anything about RAID drives. You don't need to know anything about network protocols. None of that. All you need to know is that your data will be safe and you can go on that cruise and I will take care of everything else. Exactly. And, and that's what's what the noise is. And so many businesses put paragraphs and paragraphs, but I guarantee you, nobody reads them, you know, bullet points and headlines and, and, you know, consider your website. You might have spent umpteenth hours writing a 40 page website that nobody looks at, you know, it's, you know, people scanning things nowadays or whatever. And, and the sooner you can answer what's in it for them and they say, yes, I need that. The sooner they'll pick up the phone and contact you. Amazing. Amazing advice. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, Orshi, can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about you, how they can learn more about your company and how they can reach out to you directly. Sure. So you have it right. Our website is brand3.net and there's a schedule a call button on there, which links directly to my calendar. So anybody who wants to talk to me can uh, find me there. And you can also find me on LinkedIn and message me there. Amazing. Uh, Orshi, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a lot of fun. I love talking about this stuff and I love how you brought the energy and we're able to bring some really actionable, some really actionable examples. I really, I really feel that it helped. Thank you for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.